I'm reading today from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 16 through 21. Hear these words this morning. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we no longer know him that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. Look, new things have come into being. All this, this is from God, who reconciled us to God's self through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the, wor the world to God's self, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we entreat you on the behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, God made the one who knew no sin to be sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. May God grant us understanding of these words in a new way this day. So today is our third and final Sunday uh, in our three-week series on stewardship, where we talk about living as people of abundance and gratitude. Those two things hand in hand. The first week we honored our past, Last week, we honored our community and our culture. And this week, my friends, we honor our future. Most of you received a stewardship letter written by me this week. If you haven't, let me know. I can get you a copy. In that letter, I speak of ripples that have gone out from this congregation. Another way to talk about those ripples is to look at how who we are and whose we are and what we do impacts the world around us. Those are our ripples. What impacts do we have with the world around us? Today we're going to talk about how we carry those impacts into the future. How you might wonder, You might be wondering how I can speak to that when I'm not in your future. When I'm your interim pastor who is kind of going out the door here pretty soon, we hope, cross everything. But here is how I know that I can speak to your future. You see, I know that what you do in the future doesn't depend on me. It's not my vision that carries you. It's not. For a brief amount of time, I can come and join your vision, and that is an amazing gift to me. So this is what it is. It's all about you. It's your vision. And it's your mission. And it's your impact. It's not mine. It's not. I have my little piece while I'm here. 
I, in my time with you, I've simply called out that which I saw that was already here. One of my favorite memes, this thing that I keep going back to over and over again, and David can, um, can attest to that. I keep going back to this meme, which is kind of on that, you know, the footprints in the sand poem. Well, in this meme, there are the footprints. There's one set, and then there's two sets, and then there's this long trench. And so when the, the person is asking, where were you when there was only one set of prints, and Jesus answers, that was where I carried you. And then says, what is this little trench thing? And, that, and the answer to that is, that is when I drug you kicking and screaming um, into the future. And I think that, that that is how I entertain life. Sometimes I'm, I'm walking beside, sometimes I have to be carried, and sometimes my reluctance means I have to be drugged through the sand. You know, I admit that these are difficult times. We've had a pandemic, we've had political rest, we've had financial difficulties, we've had delays in completing our dream next door, our affordable housing. However, I think who we are and whose we are still stand at the test of time. When I first came to you, in August, over a year ago. When I walked into this place, the sanctuary was a mess. The fellowship hall was a mess. There was no office for me. You hadn't had a worship service in months. And I had to figure out how to create a place where I could work. We didn't have any musicians at that point. I learned when I got here that there was no such thing as a secretary or an administrative assistant. We thought the apartments would open in a few months. And I had to admit, I knew absolutely zero about construction. In fact, I showed up at the first meeting I was to go in with a bare head and sandals and was told I needed a hard hat and closed-toed shoes, and I had no idea that I would need that. What I do know is that after I arrived, Justin and Joe worked incredibly hard to clean up the sanctuary and have it ready for our first worship service that happened about two weeks later. In the course of time, Martin Mueller stepped up to do music. And alongside that, our own Brenda came up and volunteered to lead music. And I don't know about you, but I am so incredibly grateful. Yes. Yes. We made a church office. Given Some of the stuff back there was given to us, donated to us. I found two chairs at the ReStore for $10 each. And we created a space that now will work for your new pastor. 
slowly we opened things up. We began to sing. We began to have coffee hour. And today we're having our very first potluck in something like three years. Such amazing progress. And all the while these things have been changing, you've been going about doing the ministry that's important to this congregation. Your owner's team that works with the apartments next door has met faithfully to help guide the building process. The food ministry volunteers have been there, stood up, did the work week after week, day after day, to help feed thousands of people. I don't even know, Laura, if we could name a number. Do you? Yeah. Thousands works. And now we're coming closer to having a permanent pastor. And everything that I've seen to this point leads me to this statement. I know that this congregation is vital. I know that this congregation is resilient. And this has not changed, even though the world around us has changed. So today is about getting ready. Getting ready for our new pastor, getting ready to enter into to Advent, which, believe it or not, starts next week. And it begins the process of getting ready to say goodbye to me. And I know that's hard, but it's so necessary. Now, to let you know, in all, you know, all honesty, I haven't been given notice yet. Once I'm giving notice, you'll have me for two months. So when the yes is a yes and things have happened, then I'll be released from my contract in two months. So we'll have some time to work on those goodbyes. So then... That's kind of the whole backdrop onto what we're looking at today. You know, the setting for this letter from the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians is this. This is his second letter. Um, the letter is addressed to the Christians who are living in a town um, in Italy that's called Corinth. Paul's letters are dealing with the conflicts in this little fledgling church in Corinth. In the congregation at Corinth, there were factions and there were frictions and conflicts and confrontations. If you remember right, part of it was that there were the Jews and the Gentiles and there were all of these things going on and who had power and who didn't have power and who had the, was carrying the vision and who didn't carry the vision and whether or not they followed Paul or Apollos or, or someone else. There were all these factions and they, everyone thought they were right. And so Paul was talking to them. You know, some of those conflicts had to do with worship. You know, whether women should wear veils or not. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad we don't wear veils today. 
whether or not they should eat food sacrificed by, to pagan idols, whether or not they should speak in, in tongues or not. They, there were conflicts about sex, whether or not a particular sexual sinner should be disbarred from worship. Even then, there were those conversations, and the things are Paul saying none of that matters. Paul was speaking to them, asking them to look at what's important. And it wasn't all of those things. It was not all of those things. It was to look at the world in a very different way. That's what Paul was talking about. One other thing that they, that they struggled with there was the apostles um, were those who actually walked with Jesus, and then there was the the those who, like Paul, received this. What do we say? This um, vision of Jesus talking with him. So, was Paul real or not? Was the question. And so there are all these things, and Paul continually in these two letters is talking about being unified, not everyone being the same, but having that unity, that, that shared purpose, that shared vision, that way of looking at people with love and not other. So in this particular section of, of the letter, the second letter of Corinthians, Paul is saying this, when a person is in Christ Jesus, they become a new person. The old qualities pass away. When a person is in Christ, that person becomes controlled by Christ's love, controlled by the love of Christ, not by the love of flesh. In that person... That new person becomes God in flesh, God's love in flesh. So there are kind of three no longers that I want to mention that come up in this. Um, the scripture said when a person is in Christ, they no longer live for themselves, but they live for Christ and others. Two, no longer do you regard people from a human point of view thought these are the perfect friends for me, but maybe these are the friends that have been brought to me. There's a difference there. And you no longer say, say to yourself, I'm so glad I heard everything about what that person has done wrong, and I'm so glad that that's not me. You no longer see from a human point of view. You see that person and you, and you say to yourself, that person is one of my siblings. That person is someone to love. Have you ever thought about this idea of us being called to be ambassadors? What is an ambassador? 
It's someone who represents something. Well, in this time, the reason that this was such a perfect illustration, um, the Roman provinces were gover governed by either the Roman Senate or the Roman Caesar. When a province was peaceful and serene, they sent the Senate there. There was just this oversight group and they took care of this peaceful and serene. But when it was filled with conflict and confrontations, factions and friction, then the, the province was governed by a personal representative of the Roman Caesar. And that person was called an ambassador. Now, I don't know about you, but when I look at our world out there, I see a whole lot of confrontations, a whole lot of brokenness, a whole lot of things that, that should be different, that could be different, that must be different. I see those things. And what Paul is saying in, in this passage is that we are called to be ambassadors of Christ in the broken world out there. In our brokenness, in here as well. And to be an ambassador of Christ is to be called into great privilege. Because we are the hands and the feet that give love to the world out there. So in this whole passage, Paul is talking about three things. Is that we need to get a new perspective. We need to see the world in a different way. We need to jump into the fact that we have a new reality. And that we have a new relationship with God and with each other and with the world out there. The new perspective is that we are ambassadors. We see that we are, we are important. We, too, are new creations. We've talked about how we as humans tend to look through the world in glasses that show us the scarcity. You guys have heard me talk about this before. We put on these glasses and what do we see? We see what we lack. But I'll tell you right now, that we are invited to look at the world a different way. Especially when we look at our future. That if we continue to look through scarcity, the future will seem bleak. But if we can look at the world through eyes of abundance and love, there is no stopping us. There is no stopping what this congregation can do. And that new relationship piece, right alongside the new reality that sees the world in a different way, that new relationship is a relationship that we ourselves can have with Christ and that we in turn have with our siblings in the world. So we need a new perspective. We need a new reality. We need a new relationship. Okay, so I know that a couple of you were wondering about what's in the bowl up here. And I want to tell you that I brought you something that will show you 
that I want you to see the world through a world of abundance and love rather than scarcity. And so I brought you rose-colored glasses. And these glasses can be a reminder to you to look for the abundance, to look, to look for the love as you walk into the future. And so they're here. When you come up for communion, you can pick some up. David, I'm going to ask you to go back into the freezer that's on the left back there. And there are two containers of sorbet. And if you would get them for me, that would be great. The other thing that we're going to do today is we're going to create our drink for our potluck. Now, I know that sounds kind of funny, but what this is a visual reminder of is that all of our gifts can go together to, to provide a sweet, beautiful thing that all can take part in. And so I want you to, to, to see that. There are two little containers, David, that probably, um, they're actually sorbet. They're about this big around, about like that. They're pink. And a bag. There you go. The beauty of having a helper. So I have some things that I'm going to read. And then we're going to build this. So if you would like to be part of building our drink, feel free to come on up. Here we go. What an amazing thing it is to be together, to be able to study and to pray, to discuss and imagine, to dream and discern, to think together about who and whose we are. We have spent three weeks learning about ourselves. What was our past? What is our culture? And beginning to see things in a new way. We've been on quite a journey. In big ways and small ways, it's brought about transformation for us. And what I need is someone who will put this in that bowl. Do I have someone? We'll just put one in for now so we have enough room. Put it in there. Yep, the whole thing. I think that I should always taste sweet. Transformation is for celebration. Each of us brings a unique ingredient. And I'm going to ask someone else if they'll come up and put about, oh, a third of these raspberries into our bowl. Come on up. about a third of them into our bowl. In this recipe, individual ingredients combine to create something new. We are making something nourishing 
something needed to give energy for our continued journey. We take a moment to acknowledge that this is a good effort. We've added the fruit, a tiny seed it took root and made these berries for us. It flourished and gave us something life-giving. And now we're gonna take juice and we're gonna pour it in here. But wait, we're not done. We are not done. Because here's the thing. What we create as a church together needs to be fun. So we're going to add some bubbles. And by the way, this is fresca, so I kind of cut the sugar in half. And we have more ingredients to make more as we need there, as we need some. And as it sits here, as it bubbles, the sorbet will melt in there and will become this beautiful thing. You see, I think sometimes we forget that we're part of a whole thing. We forget that we, that each of us doesn't have to be the all. And I certainly, I'm guilty of that. I certainly think that I have to do it all. I'll just look at David and he'll tell you that sometimes I forget to ask for help. So we've added the juice. And even sometimes when our heart is breaking, if we can remember that joy is there if joy is shared. And so later when we begin to share this juice, I'd like you to remember to toast, to raise your glasses, taste and see that God has good. Taste and see that God is good. Taste and see that God is what? Good. Taste and see that God is what? Good. And that, my friends, is what will take us into the future. It's not me. And it's not just one of you. We will add our monies together where we can. We'll make decisions about things that will help us get through. The apartments will open. And you will continue to be the amazing congregation that you are. And I'm talking to those who are joining us online as well. You're a part of this. You are a part of this. Whether you come here or whether you join us as a live stream or whether you listen later, you are part of the beauty that is this congregation, the beauty that is us together. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer that we will be and continue to be the hands and feet of Christ to the world out there and the world in here. We are so blessed. 
and you are so good. Amen.